live from the Gruber Law Office's Sports Zone on the Summerfest grounds. This is the Jeff Wagner Show. With all due respect, I reject your theory completely. But you know what? There needs to be some backlash to this. This would be disastrous. There really has to be a better way. And I think the biggest question here is, what the hell is going on? The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open now. Give Jeff a call at 414-799-1620. Rue for President. Get in the race. Will he run? And now, live from the Gruber Law Office's Sports Zone on the Summerfest grounds, here's Jeff Wagner. Good afternoon, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show. July 3rd, the Summerfest gates have just opened up. Weather-wise, it's 82 degrees. A little bit of fog out here. It's, it's not going to rain. It's a little bit foggy. My guess is that it's going to burn off as the day goes on. And today, by the way, kind of a, kind of a big day here. It is Direct Supply Senior Fest Day. Get this. Everybody age 60 and over. Well, that's the magic number. It's 60. Will be admitted free when they present their ID at designated turnstiles at any gate. You also get a voucher for $2 off a food or non-alcoholic beverage purchase of over $10. And interestingly enough, this afternoon, there, there's bands that if you're over 60, you probably have heard of. Lots of local bands. The Booze Brothers are playing. Um, the Britons are playing. They, of course, do um, a number of uh, Beatles tunes. All sorts of acts that you might remember. So um, come on down and say hi. The headliner tonight is Jennifer Lopez. I, I was at the Lionel Richie show last night. And if it sounds like I'm dragging a little bit, it is. It's because I, I am at the Lionel Richie was at this show last night. The um, show was delayed. He apparently he had some trouble because of the rain getting from Chicago to Milwaukee. So it started about at least a half hour late, maybe a little bit more. Part was the travel. I I saw part of this and part of the reason it was delayed. Well, this would be an assignment for an intrepid TV reporter or newspaper reporter to to wonder, you know, whether or not a couple of those local elected officials who decided they wanted to meet Lionel Richie before the show, who went backstage when the show was already running late, whether, you know, maybe in retrospect, they should have waited till perhaps after the show if they had to use their clout to get in to see him. But in any event, it was a wonderful show, but it didn't end till. Gosh, I, I think it was probably like 11.30 or 11.45 before we actually got out of the amphitheater. And just kind of makes for a long day. But it was a great show. Back here at Summerfest again. Um, again, this is going to be a tremendous day. It's going to be a tremendous evening. And there's really not a better venue, at least in my opinion, to see the fireworks from than, than the lakefront. I mean, come on down to Summerfest. You can take advantage of all the great entertainment. And you can also see all the outstanding fireworks that are there. Hey, when you you're here during the day, don't forget about the Summerfest Big Shot Contest presented by Gruber Law Offices every day at 345 at the Gruber Law Offices Sports Zone, which are just to my immediate north here. The first 10 people to register will have a chance at a half-court shot. The first person to make it will receive a Summerfest prize pack, including two front row wristbands for the U-Line headliner that night, a $75 Summerfest gift card, and a Gruber swag bag. So check that out. And when you're down here as well, um, right next to our mobile broadcast facility, we have a number of my colleagues, my teammates, including a couple ace people from our sales department, Max and John, and they're running the, uh, we've got this bag toss thing, where if you can make three out of five, you win a prize. So... Very, very cool. Stop down and say hello. We love it. All right.
A lot of stuff on today's program. Let us get started. How can I say this? I'm just going to say what I'm thinking. 55% of the American public, at least those who answered this particular question, I think you should be ashamed of yourself. Here is the story. There is a new Gallup poll that is out. They ask the polls. The question in the poll is, are you proud to be an American? Actually, are you extremely proud to be an American? The poll's finding show that only 45%, only 45% of the people responding say that they are proud to be an American. Now, the highest readings on record were about 80%, and that occurred when they took the poll question in the aftermath of the 2011 terrorist attacks. 80% of the people responding said, yes, we're, we're proud to be or extremely proud to be an American. Now it is down to fewer than half of U.S. adults that are extremely proud to be an American. Our number is 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Look, I understand we are divided politically. I get the idea that there's people that are out there that absolutely hate the president. I understand that there's people on the other side who love the president. But at the same time, look at what is going on in this country. I mean, seriously, and I understand we've got political divides, but is America really not the greatest country in this world? I mean, at the end of the day, I think this is the greatest country in the world. Do we have problems? Absolutely, we have problems. Do we have issues that divide us? Absolutely, we've got issues that divide us. But seriously, less than half of people answering this poll are extremely proud to be Americans. I think that is semi-shameful. 414-799-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. And I don't care if you're a Trump detractor or if you're a Trump supporter. I mean, really, you know, where else do you want to live? 414-799-1620. Chalk me down as proud to be an American. And you know what? I would have answered that question the same way. Had I been asked it when Barack Obama was the president, I would have answered it the same way when George Bush was the president. I would have answered it the same way when Bill Clinton was the president. I would have answered it the same way when Ronald Reagan was the president. Yeah, I'm proud to be an American, and there's nowhere else that I want to live. 414-799-1620. Crew is lining up the calls. We're back to discuss in just a moment. If you're on the line, please hold on. Hold on. We're broadcasting live from Summerfest 2019. This is Jeff Wagner. You're listening to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Welcome back. We are broadcasting live from Summerfest. It's July 3rd. This is Switchfoot. They're performing at 10 o'clock this evening at the Briggs and Stratton Big Backyard. You, you heard one of our promos during that break. That a number of people have been saying, you know, those Wagner's Rule of Life that you drop every once in a while, you know, can, can you get a list somewhere? Or where can we hear some of them? And my producer, Gru, has taken the initiative. So we've got a number of little promos that will share some of Wagner's Rule of Life, and we'll scatter those throughout the show as well. 414-799-1620. All right, new Gallup poll out says only 45 percent fewer than only 45 percent of u.s adults are extremely proud to be americans I, i'm sorry 
Where else do you want to live? I understand we've got divisions, but, I mean, really, this is a great country. And it's time for some of, at least in my opinion, some of the people who are whining about this to really ask yourself that question. Do, do, do you not love this country? Are you not proud in general of all the things that we do? And if not, all right, maybe you should be looking at places like Canada or Spain or something. 414-799-1620. Let's start with Tony in Milwaukee. Tony, you're first. Hi, Jeff. Jeff, proud Hi, to be an American, proud to live in this country. And if the people that aren't, you know what, back and go somewhere else. And well, right, if you thing, think if you think life is better somewhere else, fine. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Right, Jeff. Also, when Trump got elected, you had a lot of celebrities that said they're going to move to Canada. But guess what? They're still living here. Well, I, I agree. Now, thanks for the call, Tony. I mean, if you, if you want an indication, you know, one of the issues that divides us is the whole idea of immigration. You have, you have a number of people, for example, who think we should have open borders, who think that we should just take in everybody from any country who wants to come here. Well, all right, why do you think those people from other countries want to come to the United States? It's because it is the greatest country in the world. If this was a place that people did not want to be, we would not have a problem at the border. We have people trying to get in in huge, huge numbers. And the people that are here are not proud or extremely proud to be Americans. Give me a break. Emma in Heartland. Emma, you're on WTMJ. Hi. I think that we should be extremely proud to be Americans. We have one of the best economies. We are the leader of the free world. And we have one of the best armies. Yep. Well, and, and let's let's take it one step further, Emma. Look at all the rights that we have in this country. I mean, we, we have the right, for example, to disagree with our government. You know, for all these people that are out there, for example, criticizing the president, try doing that in Russia and see what happens to you. Try doing that in China and see what happens to you. Try doing that in North Korea and see what happens to you. I think we just take these various rights that we have for granted and sit and whine and complain. And, and actually, all these different rights, the right to dissent is something that we should be proud of in, in this country. Exactly. So thanks for the call, Emma. I appreciate it. I mean, the, the reality is, you, you know, somebody like me couldn't make a living doing a show like this in China or in Russia or in many other countries because you couldn't criticize the people in authority. You don't have the right to publicly speak your opinions. 414-799-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Betty in New London. Betty, you're on WTMJ. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I totally don't understand the people that do not want to live in a country where you have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to vote for whoever you want to vote for. I'm going to be 74 years old tomorrow, and I would not want to live in any other country except the United States of America. You are a 4th of July birthday girl? Yes, I am. And I also <laughs> have parents that served in the military. And, they, of course, at 74, both my parents have passed away. But how else do you want to celebrate the 4th of July but living in a country that gives us as many freedoms as we have. Absolutely, Betty. Thanks for the call. Happy birthday tomorrow. She's a Yankee Doodle Dandy. Love that. Well, I guess that's the point. I mean, how? look, 
I, I understand that there are things that divide us. I get all that. But how seriously can you not be proud to live in this country? How can you not be extremely proud to live in this country? And I think, uh, again, I think the people that would answer that, there is this degree of cluelessness as to what it's like in, in other parts of the world and what it's like in other countries. And, and yes, do we have income disparities? Yeah, well, okay, I, I, I understand that. And is this perfect or do we always do the right thing? No, we, we don't. We, we make mistakes as well. But seriously, you look at what's going on in a lot of these other nations in the world and tell me that you think that you're better, worse off or not proud of what this country does and you'd rather be somewhere else. I don't get it, and I don't think you get it if you would answer the question that way. Scott in Iron Mountain. Scott, you're on WTMJ. Hey, good morning. See, I was proud to serve Hi, my country, even though I did it underneath the peanut man, but... Uh... You know, I don't believe half of these, I don't believe that poll. We don't have that many losers in the United States of America. That, I don't believe, I can't believe that poll for a minute. And if it is true, I would say 90% of the people that voted that aren't happy here never left this country to begin with. Go on to Mexico for a weekend and just see the way they live down there. And go, go anywhere else you want in the world. Why are all these people wanting to come here? Because we're that bad. Well, right. That, that I mean, thanks to call, Scott. I mean, yeah, that and, and thank you for your service. That by I mean, that that's that's my point. For oh, I'm not proud. This this is just so terrible. And look at what we're doing here, and look at what we're doing there. All right, you still have people flocking into this country because I mean, get a clue, folks. They know how it is in other places of the world, and they're trying to do everything they can to come into this country to enjoy the freedoms that we have. Mike on the northwest side. Mike, you're on WTMJ. Good afternoon. Hey, uh, good afternoon, Jeff. Yeah, my thoughts are I'm proud to be an American and proud to be extremely proud to be here. And all these guys, I agree with, uh, uh, first of all, Betty, you know, uh, happy 4th of July birthday. She's 74 on 74, so that's good for her. Isn't that cool? And and the other thing was uh, I I just think that uh, Alex Baldwin and all these other guys that wanted to leave like 20 years ago are still here. Why are they still here? Right, because they, they know uh, it's not better somewhere off. else. Yeah. Right. Right. No, Mike, Mike, thanks for the call. I mean, look, here, I guess the, the reason I, I bring this up, first of all, is just to kind of roll my eyes, and I am rolling my eyes right now, at, at the, the fact that you've got this, this collective group of whiners out there. Well, I'm not extremely proud to be an American. I'm, I'm just appalled. I don't like that, or I don't like the other thing. I, look, there's all sorts of stuff that, that I don't like as well, but that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy what a wonderful life I have had in this country as a result of the freedoms that have been given to me as an American citizen. And you, you I mean, you, you look at just from an economic perspective, and yes, do I understand that we have economic disparity in this country? Yeah, but you know what? I mean, you compare our economy to other nations' economies, and it's not even close. Think you can do better? Go to Cuba. See how you like that. My guess is you're going to want to come back in about a week and a half. Seriously, only 45% of Americans are extremely proud to be an American? Give me a break. This is Jeff Wagner, back with more in just a minute. Welcome back to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Welcome back. This is Switchfoot. They are performing 
Once again, 10 o'clock tonight at the Briggs and Stratton Big Backyard from Summerfest. You can come down here, you can watch the fireworks, and then you can see Switchfoot at 10 o'clock. July 3rd, always a huge night for Summerfest. Lots of great entertainment up and down the ground. So be sure to stop by. If you come down before 3 o'clock, stop by our mobile broadcast facility. Um, say hi. I always enjoy that. Well, you know, every once in a while, in an age where, like the Colin Kaepernick's of the world, get to, I don't know, bully companies like Nike into dropping shoes because they've got uh, a flag on them. Again, it's just shameful that Nike did it. And if you follow me on Twitter, at Jeff Wagner 620 I mean, my take on the whole thing, we discussed it yesterday, is, of course, my, my shopping my shopping decisions just may have been made a lot easier because as long as Colin Kaepernick is a spokesperson and Nike continues to be woke um, I'm not going to spend a dime on Nike products. Now, maybe they don't care, but easy for me. No Nike shoes, no Nike golf balls, no Nike hats, no Nike clothing. Easy for me. Obviously, maybe they don't care about my money, but eh, it's just my own personal way of responding. But here, here's an example of, of an institution that decided not to give in to the pressure and the bullying. The Smithsonian, if you've ever been out into in Washington, you've seen the, the you've, you've undoubtedly probably visited one or more of the Smithsonian museums. The Smithsonian Museum that is dedicated, it, it's its Asian art museum. Very, very cool. If you ever get a chance, you should see it. Um, it it's named after... The, it's named after a guy named Arthur Sackler. It's, it's called the Arthur M. Sackler Gallery. Arthur M. Sackler, his company was essentially responsible for, it was the drug company, it's Purdue Pharma, it's the company that makes OxyContin, all right? So back in the 1980s, Arthur Sackler donated all this priceless Asian art and $4 million towards the construction of the museum. Well, now you have this whiny Senator Jeff Merkley from Oregon who's demanding that that name be stripped from the stripped from the, the Smithsonian because, well, this is Purdue Pharma, and don't you realize they made OxyContin, and don't you realize this is this huge problem, and how can we honor somebody who was the president and founder of that country, a company? Well, okay, the Smithsonian said, sorry, Senator, but, but here's the deal. Um, when we took the money and when we took the art, all the artwork, what we did is we agreed that we were going to name this the Arthur M. Sackler Gallery, and we agreed that it would be named that in perpetuity. So for that reason, um, we can't remove the name. Sorry, but get over yourself. You're listening to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. That is, of course, Loverboy performing tonight at the Uline Warehouse stage at Summerfest. They're on at 10 o'clock. Yeah, and what happens is typically the 10 o'clock shows, they delay them just a little bit. So you can come down, you can watch the fireworks, and then typically they, they start after the fireworks. Fireworks are normally, they start normally around 9.30-ish or so. But that's Loverboy. They are performing at the Uline Warehouse down here at Summerfest. Check it out as we move into the second half of Summerfest. By the way, if you are one of those people who follows the financial markets, uh, the stock markets are closed now. They, they was only open a half day, um, and the markets 
um, did very, very well. Um, these are very high numbers. The uh, Dow up 179 points. The NASDAQ up, up 61 points. Again, it, they close early on July 3rd for the 4th of July holiday. So um, going into the 4th of July holiday, stock market doing extremely well. All right. Let them stay. It's once a year. Now, let me back into this. Uh, earlier today, I, I drove. I, when I come down to Summerfest, I, I come down. I come down Lake Drive and then Lincoln Memorial Drive. So um, I was coming down here. I got down here about uh, a little bit before eleven o'clock. So as I'm driving down, I was watching people starting to set up for the fireworks. And I will tell you, at least as of eleven o'clock, don't know what it's been like since then. There was plenty of space all along the lakefront. There were parking spaces, and I'm not saying there weren't anybody here, but there were spaces available, and there's a lot of good fireworks-watching spots that were, I mean, there, there was just nobody there. I saw families that were starting to set up, but it, it wasn't particularly crowded. And by that, I mean, if you wanted to come down here and set up this morning, I guarantee you could have found a really, really good viewing space. As you get closer to downtown, particularly that area in Veterans Park, just to the north of the War Memorial, there's one area in there, and there were a number of of tents. I mean, that's where most of the people that decided that they wanted to come up and set up early, that's where it seemed to me that they were. They were congregated largely in that one area, and I know that's a great area to view fireworks from, but my, my point is there's all sorts of other great areas to view fireworks from, and a lot of those areas were open. Right? I bring this up because Milwaukee County has an ordinance which says that you cannot stay overnight in parks. That is an ordinance that I completely and totally support. You know, you don't, you don't want people camping or sleeping overnight in the public parks. All right. They make an exception to that on July 3rd. And this goes back an, a number of years. I actually think former Milwaukee County Sheriff David Clark was the guy that started this. But um, they, they allow people to come down, set up tents, set up spaces, and they allow people to stay overnight Um, down in the Veterans Park area in advance of the July 3rd fireworks. And my sense is it's the same people year after year who tend to go down and, and stay in those areas. Most, well, at least many people stay overnight. Some people go down and they they block off an an area and then they come back this morning and and they set up. But, But there's no question in this one particular area, there's a lot of the space that has been claimed. Now, we talked about this in a broader term on the show yesterday, and I got quite a bit of feedback, some of which I thought was interesting. Number of people telling me that they did not think that they should make exceptions to the rules, and they didn't think that people should be allowed to essentially set up in this one area to watch the July 3rd fireworks before sunrise today. Well, what part of you know no camping don't you agree with? It's terrible. You've got these people that come down and they reserve all this type of space, and it's all these problems, etc., etc., our number, 414-799-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I understand that the rule says no camping in the parks. I have no problems with that rule in general. On the day before July 3rd, on July 2nd, for that evening, I think it makes perfect sense 
to create an exception to that rule to look the other way and to let people who aren't causing any problems at all and who seem to, in general, get along pretty well. I don't hear about shootings. I don't hear about fist fights involving that space. I think the authorities were absolutely right to let people set up and stay overnight. 414, even though it's against the rules. 414-799-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Should we have allowed this mini-tent city to be erected just to the north of the War Memorial in anticipation of tonight's fireworks? Or should we have said, the rules are the rules, don't be down here before sunrise today? 414-799-1620. That is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. My take on this, just like the guy in Greenfield who wants to shoot his cannon off, just like people who, I don't know, for one day a year might want to kind of bend some of the rules, I think they're smart to just let this go. This is an area tradition, and sometimes you just have to look the other way. 414-799-1620. Should we be cracking down on people who wanted to stay overnight last night? We discuss in just a moment. Crews lining up the calls. We're back to talk about it, and like I say, in just a minute. It's 1242. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Back to Take Your Calls. Here's WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Everybody's working for the weekend. This is, of course, the Lover Boy. They're performing 10 o'clock this evening at the Uline Warehouse Stage, 414-799-1620. Let's start with Kevin in Oconomowoc. Kevin, you're first. Hello. Good afternoon, Jeff. Hey, even though Hi, I'm not a, no longer a resident of Milwaukee County, I, I think they're missing an opportunity to do something really positive for the taxpayers and themselves. Instead of fighting this, turn it into a positive and, and let the people come and use the parks for their intended purpose to be used by the public. And if they, it's, there's nothing bad that's going to happen there. They can't burn it down. They can't vandalize it. You can't spray paint the grass. I guess you could, but there's, there's just so many positives to be drawn from this because the next time they put their hand out to go into the taxpayer's pocket, they're going to have a little bit more support when they see that people are getting a benefit instead of being told, oh, that's another fee, or no, you can't do that, or it's only for a certain group of people. Right, well, and Kevin, and to your point, okay, there were all these people that were camped out last night. There's there's no reports of shootings or fights. You know, we're not covering any problems that they had here. These were mellow people who, in many cases, it's the same groups of families year after year after year. This is just kind of their, their big event. They like to go down and do it. They don't create any sort of problems at all. And like I said, as I was driving down today, there was plenty of space that people, it's not like nobody else can watch the fireworks. I mean, this is really a relatively small area you're right why don't we just embrace this and say come down enjoy it the third of july fireworks are a big deal around here it speaks to the bigger issue too of the problem we have in the city of families falling apart not staying together when you have an event where you can bring families together even if they're friends doing it you're still creating a bonding event that gets people tighter you have a tighter society everybody benefits Right now, thanks for the call, Kevin. I mean, I mean, I guess I just see no downside. Now, if, if we were sitting here this morning and we were talking about, gee, those people that were camped out overnight, that set up early to watch the fireworks, there were nothing but fights and there were shooting and there were drug arrests. Okay, that didn't happen. There was no problems at 
all. All right, you know, maybe somebody got upset because one person, you know, roped off a little bit too much space. I haven't even heard that. But in the big picture, why would we not embrace this and let people have fun? Jim in Cedarburg. Jim, you're on WTMJ. Well, I'm kind of along the lines of your preacher caller. I just don't think it's right that people should be allowed to go to the lakefront, you know, and buy a 10 cent piece of police tape, and all of a sudden that buys you the area that 100 other people of the public should have access to. This guy on the news this morning. You know, we do this every year. Fine. I could do it every year, too, but I'm not going to take away 80 other people's right to use that land. So if you're going to have them stay overnight, then start charging them a camping fee and then restrict the size of the area they can set up that. Well, okay, I think there's two issues there. I mean, one is... One is the idea of somebody going down and trying to reserve like a football field size. And I think that's a legitimate concern, but I do get the sense that a lot of that is self-policing. But tell me why you object to people going down the night before. You know, Jeff, what I don't understand is how, you know, just take the piece of tape, now this is my land for a day. No different than the people who are setting up at the Wauwatosa Parade, you know, and you set up the chairs the night before, finally... Communities got smart and started saying, no, it can't do that. Like 9 or 10 minutes more day off. That's the way it should be. That's fair for well, okay, but what, what I guess, but what difference does it make if you're going to if you're going to allow people to kind of rope off areas again, as long as it's reasonable? What difference does it make if they allow it at seven o'clock last night or they allow it at six a.m. this morning? I mean, you're you're still allowing people to you know rope off spaces. I mean, you're not going to argue that people shouldn't be able to do that, are you? Well, because you're you're limiting the number of people who are available to go down there and do that at that time. Whereas it's well, fair for everybody. If you can make it that day, great. If you can make it that day. You don't. Okay, you don't thanks for call, Jim. I, Jim, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm. Well, well, no, Jim, I, I understand what you're saying. I just, I, I just disagree. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, look, I, maybe as I get older, maybe as I get older, I'm rebelling against the, the Grandpa Simpsons of the world who, you know, I just, I don't want people to be able to go down there. Why should you be able to have fun? I mean, I told this story yesterday. My, my stepdaughter, her family, her friends, Growing up, tonight is the Menominee Falls Parade. It's a parade and it's a fireworks thing. It is a big deal in my wife's family. And so it has been a tradition in, you know, it's been a tradition for my stepdaughter Jenny and a lot of her friends and relatives. What they do is yesterday they go down and they actually stake out space um, and they sit there. So they've been sitting in, like, folding chairs and stuff all day yesterday. At 7 o'clock at night, apparently that's the rules, at 7 o'clock at night you can stake off spaces, police tapes, whatever. You can stake off spaces, and then you can have it for the the parade. What they then do is, I'm sure a lot of people are back out there now, and I'll go over after I get off the air and stuff, but I guess this idea that you you, you shouldn't be able to reserve space in a public area, roping it off so that you and your friends and your family can go and sit and enjoy it. I just, I mean, to me, it's like, what is the point? I mean, really, don't we want people enjoying this? Now, I understand you can go to extremes. You have the one person that comes down there and takes the roll of police tape, like I say, and they want to, I want to block off a football field worth of space here, and I'm going to have six or seven people. I, I understand that we don't want to allow 
that. There is a degree of reasonableness to this. But I don't hear fights going on about this very often. I, I don't hear people that are being told, oh, you, you can't come into our area, or oh, gosh, you, you overlapped. People are just trying to mark out some public space so they and their friends can come down and enjoy it. And I don't think that there's too many people who are being denied the rights. That's why I started this conversation off by saying I, I drove down the lake. There's, if you weren't out there last night staking out space for the fireworks, trust me, there's all sorts of really great fireworks viewing space that was at least still available at 11 o'clock, and I will bet you dollars to donuts that when I drive home at 3.15, there's going to be great space that's out there as well. 414-799-1620. Let's talk to Tom in Watertown. Tom, you're on WTMJ. Hi, Jeff. I don't have a problem with people Hi, camping out, but I'm just wondering your feelings now. If the homeless go down there for the day and spend their day to watch the fireworks, how are you going to feel about that? And if it's numerous homeless. Well, I mean, my, uh, you mean if homeless people want to go and, and hang out and sit and watch the fireworks while they, in the public parks, well, they have every right to do it. Okay, so I don't now, get it. If, if a bunch of them go down there and camp out for the night and stay the night, how are you going to feel about that? Well, okay, are you talking about July 2nd, the night before the fireworks, or any other night of the year? No, just July 2nd, and... and, and I don't have a problem. Anybody Anybody wants to camp out... I think, and thanks for the call, Tom. Look, here, here, here's, let me be real clear here. I think the laws, the rules, the regulations against camping out in public parks make a lot of sense. I don't think you can, can or should encourage area parks to become essentially you know, tent cities. We, I've got a topic worked up on that that we might talk about later today or the early part of next week. So I, I'm, not, I'm not saying turn the parks into public campgrounds for homeless people or otherwise. I am saying on this one day a year, July 2nd, in anticipation of the July 3rd fireworks, if people want to stay overnight in the park along the lakefront here for a purpose of viewing the July 3rd fireworks, I think anybody who wants to do that should be able to do it this one time a year. Kind of like Christmas Day is different than the rest of the days of the year. Kind of like Easter is different. This is the 4th of July. And, again, rules are rules. I understand. The rule makes sense. I am willing to make an exception for this one night. And whether it's homeless people or people who live in mansions in River Hills, you want to come down and stake out that space, I say go with God. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Live from the Gruber Law Office's Sports Zone on the Summerfest grounds, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. And now, live from the Gruber Law Office's Sports Zone on the Summerfest grounds, here's Jeff Wagner. So very glad to have you with us. The weather is great outside. The temperature is perfect. It's just kind of weird. There's a lot of fog that's down there, and hopefully it'll blow off or burn off before the fireworks. My on-site engineer, John Tyler, tells me, he thinks there's a cruise ship that's that's parked somewhere off Summerfest. He actually even took a picture of it. Um, now we cannot see it because of the fog. And like I say, normally from my vantage point, I got a great view of the BMO Harris Amphitheater. Can't see that either because of the fog. But I tell you, the weather is absolutely perfect. The lineup today is great. Come on down and enjoy Summerfest. It's really a wonderful time. All right. Uh, this is the 4th of July, and I guess... There are people out there more so than any time of the year think that this is when we need to bubble wrap our kids. 
I'm sorry, I don't agree with that. Now, let me back into this topic. I grew up in the era of lawn darts. Can I see a show of hands? Do you remember jarts? You know, the things where it was kind of like horseshoes, except these, the, these, these metal darts that you would throw up in the air. All right. We played jarts all day. We loved playing jarts, throwing these lawn darts. And you know what? All right. We were able to survive. Somehow I was able to get through my... You know, younger years without ending up, you know, seriously injured. And you know what? Most people were able to do that. But now we live in the world where, oh, my gosh, you mean you you threw these lawn darts? Don't you realize that those could be dangerous? Well, yeah, I I do, but you can't buy them anymore. We we don't do that anymore. We've taken that fun out of, of summer. People can't be responsible with that. Fourth of July. I don't know about you, but can I see a show of hands? How many people grew up? And I, I, I know this might reflect bad, badly on your parents, but just bear with me for a minute. How many people grew up all right, during the summer, maybe 4th of July, maybe some other time, you had one of those things called a sparkler? You know, you would buy them in the packs of 10 or 20, and you would take them out, and you would hold them by the little metal base at the bottom, and then you would have, I don't know, depending on how old you were, either dad or mom or granddad would, would light the sparkler. Maybe, you know, once you got a little bit older, you actually lit the sparkler, and the thing would sparkle. And you'd wave it around, and you'd watch it sparkle, and it would last for, you know, 30 seconds or 60 seconds or whatever it was, and then you would put it down, and then you'd go get another one. And sometimes Sometimes, sometimes we even ran with them. Yes, in fact, sometimes we even ran with sparklers. And somehow we were able to survive. Well, if you live in Milwaukee, the city of, and many, many places in the county, well, sparklers... Sparkler, or sparklers are nicks verboten. Here is the, here's the law on fireworks. Essentially, if it flies, it smokes, or it sparkles. It is illegal. All fireworks are illegal in the city of Milwaukee, even if they were purchased outside of city limits. Now, given exactly the number of people who you know shoot off guns, you know, it's interesting that we're worried about sparklers in the city of Milwaukee, but the ordinance says that any item that emits smoke, a bang, or sparkles is considered illegal, and upon conviction, subject to a fine of not less than $500, 500 bucks for a sparkler, or more than 1000 for an adult who uses or consents to the use of fireworks by a minor. So in other words, if your 12-year-old kid is in the backyard and you light the sparkler for him or give him some sparklers and allow him to light them himself, $1,000. Our number, 414-799-1620. That is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Now, I understand, particularly in urban areas, why you've got limits on firecrackers or bottle rockets or cherry bombs or things like that. I, I understand. At the same time, is it possible we go too far? Do we really need to outlaw sparklers? 414-799-1620. That is the Accurate Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Now, before you also call in and say, well, don't you realize sparklers are dangerous? People can end up in the emergency room. Yeah, I, 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 I recognize. I mean, if, if you have a, a sparkler and the child decides to grab the lit sparkler by the part that is sparkling, yes, it will result in a burn and you're going to be in the emergency room. Okay, I, I understand that. I guess... 
Theoretically, it could start a fire. I don't remember too many stories of sparklers starting fires. All right, I, I get it. You've got to be careful. You've got to do it under supervision. But are we going too far in trying to bubble wrap people and take the fun out of the 4th of July? And like I say, for urban areas, I understand why we've got limits on some type of fireworks. Understand that. But sparklers, 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We discuss in just a moment. If you're on the line, please hold on. Gru is lining up the calls. We are broadcasting live from Summerfest 2019. Stay tuned. Jeff Wagner returns after this on WTMJ. Brewers baseball is the sound of summer. Beer, peanuts, water. It's game three tonight for the crew and Reds from Cincinnati. Tune in for every Yellich home run. Our Brewers game day coverage starts tonight at 535, sponsored by Catholic Financial Life. We're the home of the Brewers. At the track, looking up, gone. WTMJ. Hey, for going on about two years now, I've been telling you about the MyPillow brand pillow. I absolutely love it. The MyPillow brand pillow helps me get a great night's sleep. And most importantly, when I sleep on my pillow, I don't wake up with this pain in my neck that I get when I sleep on other pillows. I know a lot of you have purchased them based on my recommendation, and the feedback I get is almost universally positive. If you haven't gotten one yet, well, what are you waiting for? Let me give you even more incentive to pull the trigger. Here's the deal. Right now, MyPillow is offering you the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. Go to their website, MyPillow.com. Click on the two-pack special. Enter the promo code WAGNER, and you get two MyPillow premium pillows for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow. Again, it's the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. In addition to that great price, you still get all the other great things that come along with it. You get a 10-year warranty. You get a 60-day money-back guarantee. Try it, don't like it, I'll be surprised, but you can return it. So once again, MyPillow.com. Click on the two-pack special. Enter the promo code WAGNER. You get two MyPillow premium pillows for $69.98. If it's easier, give them a call. 800-953-4163. Matt had just moved into his first apartment and needed furniture to fill it, but he didn't have a big credit line. So I told him about St. Vincent de Paul. There's always a nice selection of gently used furniture there, and sometimes you can find some really cool retro pieces. And the best part is, it's always super affordable. St. Vincent de Paul thrift stores for first-time furniture buyers or anyone looking for great deals on Highway 100 in Layton and Greenfield and 23rd in Lincoln in Milwaukee. You're gonna love it, St. Vincent de Paul. Competition isn't just for young athletes. If you're 40 or over and still love to play sports, here's your chance to go for the gold. The Wisconsin Senior Olympics involves people 40 and over, competing for gold, silver, and bronze in over 20 different sports. Participating in WSO events is a great way to improve overall fitness and wellness. Join other adults in Wisconsin and get moving in the right direction. Registration for the Wisconsin Senior Olympics ends July 26th, so sign up today at WISeniorOlympics.com. This is Jeff Wagner on WTMJ.
Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. That's Jennifer Lopez, Steve Scafidi's favorite performer. She's at the American Family Insurance Amphitheater tonight. My guess is Steve will be there. All right, if you are anywhere in the city of Milwaukee over the next couple days, and in most communities in Milwaukee County, you're having your own celebration, and you have those things called sparklers, be careful. They are against the law. Nasty fine if you get caught. And dads, moms, granddads, grandmas, you light one of the sparklers for one of your grandkids or kids, you could be looking at a $1,000 fine. This is where we are putting our resources on the 4th of July. Chris in Sheboygan. Chris, you're on WTMJ. Yeah, Jeff, thanks for taking my call, buddy. Uh, first and sure. foremost, I haven't heard the phrase Nix Verboten since I used to live in Germany, so well played, sir. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank <laughs> another, you. <laughs> another phrase I'd like to use for some of the higher-ups in the Milwaukee County is uh, Klaupa, is uh, shut your revolving door, stop talking. <laughs> Anyways, you mentioned if it smokes, sparks, or goes boom, it's illegal. Shooting a gun yep. does all three of those things. And um, it happens almost daily. Nobody gets in trouble for it. Um, I yeah. find that kind of funny, to say the least. Uh, we could go on and well, on. Well, there, there that, is right? an irony. Yeah, no, right. There, there, there is an irony. But okay, l- let's be serious about this. The argument is, Chris, don't you understand? That you know, you give a sparkler to a ten-year-old, and the sparkler could the kid could run with it and trip and fall and hurt themselves, or grab it and burn their hand or whatever. I mean, don't you care about kids? Uh, actually, my parents actually let me do that. I burned myself, and you know what my dad said? You learned a lesson, did you? You won't do that again, won't yeah. you? How about that? Yeah, builds character. Yeah, exactly. No, th- thanks for the call, Chris. Well, it, it, look, it, it does, and that's why. I mean, I, I just. We, we can't bubble wrap everybody and try to take the fun out of, of everything. And I think what's happening with these ordinances is we've, we've allowed the nanny state to go too far. Like I say, in an urban area like Milwaukee, I understand why you've got a limitation, say, on bottle rockets. You know, you, you live where the houses are close to each other, and you don't want people shooting off bottle rockets that end up on other people's roofs, and in the, the house catches on fire. I, I get it. I understand that. In more rural areas, it's not as big a deal. But we're talking sparklers, for goodness sakes. And we're talking, uh, in most cases, responsible par- sparkler use, and you've got some adult that's out there supervising the stuff. I mean, yes, can somebody get hurt? I concede it's possible that somebody could get hurt but you know what those kids running and playing around in the backyard can trip they can fall they can crack their head open when they hit a rock we can't bubble wrap everybody and why are we so intent on trying to take the fun out of i mean i guess being a kid paul who's calling us from illinois paul you're on wtmj yeah, hi, Jeff. I have to agree. You hi, can Paul. protect it, but also the sparklers, they're a fun thing. Case example, yeah. there's a restaurant called Rainforest Cafe. I've been to them mm-hmm. in I've been to them in Paris, France. What's interesting is they have a dessert called the Volcano. They bring up that Volcano. They have a real sparkler lit, and they put it right on the table in front of the kids. And, I mean, that's part of the, that's part of the experience. It's part of the treat. You know, so you're putting it on the yeah. table in front of kids. So, you know, come on, guys. Let's... let's Right. It, right. It's fun. I mean, when did right. when did having fun become a problem? And and the, I mean, the truth of the matter is, unless we're going to send everybody out in those d- giant bubble suits, stuff can stuff can happen to you. You know, you can trip and you can fall down. Thanks for the call, it, Paul. I mean, I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking at the fireworks fact. I have in my hand the the city of Milwaukee's the dangers of fireworks. 
The use of consumer fireworks can lead to devastating burns, other injuries, fires, even death. The mayor of Milwaukee, the Common Council, the Milwaukee Police Department, and the Safety Commission do not endorse the purchase, possession, or ignition of any consumer fireworks and instead encourage the public to enjoy displays of fireworks conducted by trained professionals. Then you have the numbers. Injuries to children under five, five or under, were caused by sparklers, which are viewed as harmless and not dangerous. But did you know? Sparklers burn at temperatures of 2,000 degrees, which is the same as a burning match. Injuries to children five to 14 years of age have also been caused by firecrackers and bottle rockets. Well, yeah, I, I, I understand that. And, and it's kind of like saying, okay, if there's a hot stove, no, the kid, your kid should not put his hand or her hand on the hot stove. Jeff, you're not encouraging people to play on hot stoves. Of course, I, I'm not doing that. But again, I mean, do, are we going to are we going to ban candles on birthday cakes? Because you know, when the child bends over to blow out the candles, they can get too close and they can hurt themselves. For the love of God, seriously! I mean, do we need to go this far? Tim and Cudahy. Tim, you're on WTMJ. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for taking my call. Hi, Tim. Sure. I, I grew up in a family. I mean, we had uncles that would head down to Tennessee every year to go and buy fireworks, and they would come back sparklers and firecrackers. And if your parents lit one and handed you handed it to you, the first thing they said was, "Careful, it's hot." You know, at some point in time, let people suffer consequences if they don't train their kids right. Well, right, and and the truth of the matter is. Parents are, are in general responsible. You're, th- this is a deal where, and if they're not responsible, my guess is the kids have a much greater chance of being hurt by, I don't know, kitchen knives or any other sort of stuff, lots of other things more dangerous than sparklers. It's just, it's a fun sort of thing. Do we need the government telling us that we cannot do it? Real, real quick, um, just to go back to your original comment about the jarts, I was one of those right. kids that caught one in the side of the head when I was two years old and got a couple of stitches. Didn't stop my parents from playing with them. Yeah, right. Well, right. I mean, I, I got to tell you something. I mean, I look back, Tim, you know, at the, at the stuff we did when we were growing up, and it's kind of like, uh, all right, we, we rode bicycles without helmets. I'm not encouraging people to do that, but but we did, and we somehow managed to survive. We played with lawn darts, all those things. Yeah, thanks for the call. I mean, again, it's here's the bottom line. Just so you know, in the city of Milwaukee, all fireworks are essentially illegal for private use, and um, there, there is a nasty fine that goes along with this. So be warned. It's an even nastier fine if you are an adult and you are providing these sparklers for your kids. So just kind of be warned. I think it is just... I think it's a silly law, and I think by having a law like this, you make some of the other restrictions seem silly as well. Just saying. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Once again, Jennifer Lopez. She is performing this evening at the American Family Insurance Amphitheater. 
at Summerfest. 79 degrees. The temperature is great. It, it is foggy down here. Um, and hopefully, like I say, that'll burn off before the fireworks. A lot of interesting texts. Uh, Jeff, so outlaw fun and cancel the holiday. You know, barbecues are dangerous also. There are open flames. Good point. I mean, should should we allow people to have barbecue grills? Because, I don't know, sometimes you've got lighter fluid, you've got propane gas, you've got flames. Oh, my goodness, we, we shouldn't have children there. Um, Pete says, I had a relative who worked on the police department, and he didn't know anyone who would ticket someone for that stupid ordinance. Well, I'll tell you a story, true story. I was at a party a year or two ago. And not the folks at our party, but the people like a house or two over, they were shooting off fireworks. And, and I'm not talking sparklers. They were shooting off, you know, they were shooting off fireworks. And next thing I'd look up and there's a police officer, you know, walking through the backyards saying, I feel really dumb being here, but somebody complained and we have to be out and we have to tell people that you're not allowed to do that. So um, there, there are there are those folks that are out there. Now, maybe, for example, in the city of Milwaukee, you'd like to see people be as aggressive in, I don't know, reporting instances of shooting or things like that. Just just kind of saying. And if you're going to use sparklers, please, you know, be careful with that. Jeff, I let my 27 and 28-year-olds play with sparklers when they were kids. And you know what? They even invited friends. By the way, I still have my jarts. Yeah. That, that is, you know, that's really one of the indicators that you can tell whether you're getting to be old. And that is whether or not, number one, you can remember playing jarts when you were a kid. And number two, whether you still have them or not. Because, well, again, this is just one of the things where in today's day and age, oh, my gosh, you mean they took these, like, metal things with points on them and you threw them up in the air? Oh, how could that be? WTMJ listeners, don't forget about the Summerfest Big Shot Contest presented by Gruber Law Offices every day at 345 at the Gruber Law Offices Sports Zone. The first 10 people to register will have a chance at a half-court shot. The first person to make it will receive a Summerfest prize pack, including two front-row wristbands for the Uline headliner that night, a $75 Summerfest gift card, and a Gruber swag bag. Okay, when we come back after the bottom of the hour news, there is a controversy going on in Washington, D.C. President Trump, who does things his own way, it's a slightly different 4th of July ceremony in the nation's capital. You have heads that are exploding in certain sections of Washington, D.C. and across the country. For some of the rest of us, it's kind of like, what's the big deal? We will discuss the Donald Trump 4th of July extravaganza coming up in just a couple minutes. Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. This is Matoma performing right behind me at the Harley Davidson Roadhouse this evening at Summerfest. That show starts at 10 o'clock. Like I say, what they typically do is they hold the start of the shows until after the fireworks display is over. As a matter of fact, the fog, it's getting a little bit lighter. Still a lot of fog down here, but as the day goes on, hopefully it will blow away or it will dissipate. All right. Let us go where angels fear to tread on the day before the 4th of July. President Trump, all right, he has certain heads exploding this time for what he intends to do tomorrow. There has always, I mean, historically, in Washington, D.C., the 4th of July is a big day. There has always been a, a huge Independence Day celebration 
on, on the mall. That, that, that's not uncommon, and it's typically, it culminates with a giant fireworks display. It's going to be a little bit different this year. President Trump, who loves pomp and, and circumstance, he, he, he loves that, ever since... But 2017, when he was in France during Bastille days, and he saw that this giant military parade, he was really taken by that. And remember, like last year, he wanted to stage, I think, a military parade, and that got shot down for a variety of reasons. So they're going to do a variation of this on the 4th of July. All right, he is planning to give a speech at the Lincoln Memorial. That speech is going to be 6.30 in the evening. The, the purpose of the speech is to celebrate America and recognize the armed forces, etc., etc. There is going to be a, a, parade, a parade. There's going to be a series of flyovers. There's going to be a flyover by the Blue Angels. There's going to be a flyover by Air Force One. There's going to be a flyover by other types of American aircraft. Apparently, they've also uh, got a lineup of military vehicles that will be um, participating in the parade as well and will be available to see in the area, including a couple tanks. And there's going to be a pyrotechnic display, fireworks, that they say is going to illuminate over a mile of the sky above and to the left and right of the Lincoln Memorial. All right. Um, and again, you're going to have President Trump. Like I say, he's giving a speech at 6.30 in the evening. Um, it's going to be in front of the Lincoln Memorial. And they say at least a portion of the speech will featuring Trump offering uh, honoring U.S. forces with music, military demonstrations, flyovers, and much more. Our number is 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. This is... This is not this is different definitely a break from tradition. Typically, if presidents have stayed in Washington over the fourth of July, they have stayed away from these ceremonies. Now, different presidents have gone to different parts of the country in the past and you know done events in connection with the fourth of July. But historically, if somebody stays in Washington, they, they they're not necessarily visible. This is going to be different. He's in Washington, and he's going to be, again, very dis... Uh, he'll be visible. He'll be giving the, the speech. People are... At least some people are appalled by this. Oh, my gosh, this is the President of the United States. He's co-opting this. He's using the military. This is a display of militarism. It's terrible. Other people think it's going to be pretty darn cool. And interestingly, it's the talking heads that are opposed to this. You look at a lot of the average citizens, people who are going to be in Washington, and most of them are saying, I just think this is great. I get the chance to see the Blue Angels. I get a chance to see, you know, these tanks and stuff. How cool is that going to be? And you're going to have a big parade. 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. All right, is this nothing but an ego trip for the president? Should he abandon this? Or, again, are these critics people who are just looking to complain? 414-799-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I will tell you where I come down on this, and we will discuss in just a couple minutes. But is this something else? Are you appalled that President Trump would do it? Or he's the President of the United States. If he wants to give a speech on the 4th of July at the Lincoln Memorial, shouldn't he be able to do it? And if you don't want to hear what he has to say, all right. 
Go get yourself another hot dog. 414-799-1620. We discuss in just a moment. Crew is lining up the calls. If you're on the line, please hold on. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. This is Matoma performing again at the Harley-Davidson Roadhouse down here at Summerfest. Okay, here's some of the text before we get to the calls. Stocks have the best first half of a year in over two decades. Maybe tell the truth versus attacking Trump. You should be replaced. Okay, let's see. Um, I have never been more motivated to vote in my life. I cannot wait to show Emperor Trump the door. Um, Dictator Trump has wanted to do this ever since he stole the election. What a foolish man you support. Of course, the other texter was saying, oh, stop talking badly about Trump. 414-799-1620. I'm talking right now about the 4th of July celebration. Look, I, I don't think the United States should have to apologize if we want to have a big-time 4th of July thing and we want to show off the military and you want to do a flyover. I got no problems with that at all. 414-799-1620, Mike in Oak Creek. Mike, you're first. Hello. Hello? Mike. Hi, Mike. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you, my you opinion is I, I, I'm glad they're going to have it. I agree. Okay, tell me why. Should have it. Yeah, okay, tell me why. Why? Because it's a celebration for Independence Day. I was in the service for eight years. Um, yeah, I, like I mean, I... Something I, like that. Yeah, I think it, Mike. Thanks for the call. I think it's going to be cool. And and, and look, I I don't know about the the speech. I guess you're going to have to we're going to have to tune in and see. There are all sorts of rules. If it turns out to be a political speech, and by the way, MSNBC has already made the decision that they're not going to carry it live. If it turns out to be a political speech as opposed to a non-political address, there's questions as to whether or not the Trump campaign should have to pay for it and things like that. But the man is, and and I understand some of you don't. Like it, but the man is the president of the United States, and if he wants to have a a spectacular sort of Fourth of July celebration, you know, with the backdrop of the Lincoln Memorial, I, I would say embrace this. And again, if you don't want to watch it, that that's fine. There's all sorts of other things you could do. Andy in West Bend. Andy, you're on WTMJ. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, well, well thank you. Ego trip or not? It's the 4th of July. If you can't have a parade with the military, a flyover, all that stuff on the 4th of July, can, can you ever really have one? I mean, maybe he's just proud of the United States and wants to kind of show what we have. Well, yeah, I actually think that, that this is, I mean, thanks for the call, Andy. I mean, I, I, and again, from what I understand, and, and I understand there's all sorts of purposes behind this, he's been wanting to do a big military parade since best since he was in France and he saw what France did in 2017 and, and this is not unusual for other countries to do it he's wanted to do it he's been looking for a way to do it and he's decided this is what I'm going to do in connection with the 4th of July my guess is most of the people that are going to be there and, and let's let's eliminate the people who just absolutely love President Trump and the, the hate Trump folks that are out there I think a lot of the people that are just there 
there to say, hey, what's it like in Washington, D.C. on the 4th of July? I think they're going to find it to be cool to see a big military parade. I mean, who doesn't like a 4th of July parade? And it's great to see fire trucks. I understand all that. But, you know, if, if it's part of the parade, you know, you've got some troops and you've got some military vehicles, including some tanks or something. I think people are going to find that to be cool. And if you've got flyovers by Air Force One and flyovers by the Blue Angels, I think a lot of people are going to be are going to think that that's that's very cool. Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. Paul in Fond, Fond du Lac. Paul, you're on WTMJ. Hi, Jeff. Uh, Hi, Paul. I'm a physical. I'm a physical conservative, and I'm really disturbed by the fact that your producer told me the money came from the park fund, the national um, park. Well. Yeah, well, because this is staged by, I mean, the, the the grounds where they're holding it is is controlled by the parks, the National Park Service, yep. I think that money should go to the national parks. Like, my kids just visited the national parks in Utah. I don't, mm-hmm. this is in a, I, you know, if they want to get fund, he can take it from his, uh, you know, the fund he used for his inauguration. I heard that was over $100 million. Okay, well, well, let me ask you this: the the four, just just so we're clear here, the Fourth of July celebration that's held at the national parks, or that's held in Washington D.C., it normally costs the fireworks and the stuff. It normally costs about two million. This is going to cost more. There, there's no question about it. We don't exactly know how much more, but do you think we shouldn't be spending two million dollars to to shoot off fireworks and to have this celebration at the you know? in Washington? Well, looking at the budget deficit and it's approaching trillion dollars or more, uh, I think $2 million for fireworks is a little excessive. Okay, let me like ask said, you this. I'm a um, conservative. No, no, no. No, I, I understand, Paul. Okay, I, I mean, I, I'm sure it's this way in Fond du Lac. It's certainly this way around Milwaukee. On on, on the 4th the, of July, lots of area... F- the supermarket subsidizes <laughs> Right. Well, okay, so like around here, there, there's in the local county parks, there's going to be fireworks displays. Now, they're not going to cost $2 million, but, you know, they're, they're funded by, you know, the, the different communities, and they're helped. They're also, you know, underwritten by, like, the county park system. Do you think we, we shouldn't pay for fireworks, for example, for a Fourth of July celebration? Well, I don't I think the comparison is... <laughs> not even close because of cost. Yeah. Okay, good enough. Well, thanks. I mean, thanks. I mean, it's, well, I, right. You're, you're talking about more money. I, I, I understand. I, I guess the, the question becomes, at, at what point in time does it become excessive? And I, I'm not, I'm not trying to poo-poo that because by, by making this a bigger deal than he has before, by having the, by, by having the, the flyover, by having the parade, by bringing in some tanks, and by he's doing it up bigger than it's been done in the past. And there is going to be an added cost to it. But it's not like there wasn't a cost. I mean, there, to, to, like I say, traditionally, at least based on the numbers I'm looking at, to stage what they stage, where they stage it, to, traditionally it's about $2 million bucks. This is going to be more than that, and yes, the Park Service does pay for it. So uh, that's it. But it's not like 
it's not like it's it's been all of a sudden, gee, we're, we're spending money for the first time. Yes, you're spending a little bit more because this is more elaborate. And I guess, you know, it's it's sort of like anything. You know, you want to have the biggest and best event ever. And you can argue about whether or not it's a waste of money. But at the same time, I do think it's fair to say, all right, should we have that conversation about other things? Yeah, you go to watch the uh, fireworks in Clutch Park in Glendale or whatever, and the, the taxpayers, you know, the government is, is paying for the cost of that. Do we say, gee, that's a waste of money to have the fireworks? Or do we say, hey, this is a good community event and we want to underwrite it? And I understand there's more money that's involved. 414-799-1620. Um, Gary in Kewaskum. Gary, you're on WTMJ. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Donald Trump. Um, I think it's totally egotistical, but I also think it's pretty cool what he's doing. I think we're we're ready for it. Yeah, I mean, right. And, and I, see, I, I think one of the things that's out there, Gary, is is some people they they have trouble separating the event from the fact that it's 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 Donald Trump who is the president. My guess is if if Bill Clinton wanted to do something like this. A lot of people would be embracing it, saying that it was pretty cool. Um, it's just, th- thanks for call. I appreciate it. I guess, I, I don't know how this is going to look, but I, I I happen to think that the 4th of July is kind of special. And uh, I do you need to do something like this every year? No, you don't. But my guess is, let, let's wait and see how all this plays out. And my I would anticipate that a lot of the people that are there, that get to see the flyovers and get to see the parade, they're, they're going to walk away thinking, wow, you know, this really, it, it shows what a great country this is, and it's kind of a show, a tribute to our, our military power, and it's a show-off of some of our resources. And I don't think that there's anything necessarily wrong with that. You know, the president's speech, if I were advising him, I would encourage him to stick to the script. I would encourage him to make sure that the speech was, well, in keeping with the spirit of the day, which is to recognize the 4th of July and to celebrate the men and women who serve our country and to celebrate America's greatness and avoid the tendency to go off script and turn it into something political. I hope he doesn't do that. Time will tell with that. But I think it's got the potential to be something really, really cool. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Don't go anywhere. Live from the Gruber Law Office's Sports Zone on the Summerfest grounds, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. And now, live from the Gruber Law Office's Sports Zone on the Summerfest grounds, here's Jeff Wagner. Good afternoon, Wisconsin. Welcome back to the show. I'm a little bit wistful, a little bit of a tear in my eye for this hour. This is my final hour of broadcasting from Summerfest 2019, Fourth uh, of July. We're we're off. There's a, actually an early Brewers game, so you'll be here able to hear baseball and a good portion of my time slot tomorrow. And then Friday, that this is. You know, Friday, it was kind of a surprise, but um, our management, thank you, good folks at Good Karma, said, you know, we want to, we want to, we're going to declare this a company-wide holiday, and so we're going to give our full-time employees the day off. So I think my producer, Gru, he ends up having to work. Sorry, too bad for you, but um, I get off, so I get a four-day holiday, but that means no more broadcasts from Summerfest. If 
if you want to come out and say hi, and a number of people just did took some pictures during the um, during the the break there. Um, the next opportunity for that is State Fair, and we'll be doing State Fair in a big way. That starts, I think, August first. Um, but State Fair comes on in a couple weeks, and we'll be out there. We'll actually have, I think, we're, we're out there the entire day and into the evenings, every day of State Fair. And, of course, we broadcast live from what we call the Fishbowl, our, our fixed broadcast facility. And you can come up, and you can see what all of us look like. And I try to come out during the breaks and say hi, and thank you so very much for listening. I always always am reminded, and I used to conclude every program by saying this. I don't do that anymore, but it doesn't mean I don't mean it. I know when it comes to your radio listening, you have a a lot of different choices, and I do appreciate you spending the last, uh, you know, twenty some years with, with me. Um, double, do not forget if you're coming out to Summerfest, the Summerfest Big Shot contest presented by Gruber Law Offices every day at three forty-five at the Gruber Law Offices Sports Zone. The first ten people to register will have a chance at a half-court shot. The first person to make it will receive a Summerfest prize pack, including two front-row wristbands for the Uline headliner that night, a seventy-five-dollar summer. Fest gift card and a Gruber swag bag. So check that out. All right. You know we've been talking a lot about the, the you know the the park system earlier and what we do on the Fourth of July and where money comes from. Milwaukee County in particular is facing a very significant issue because there are huge expenses that are out there and they do not have the money to pay the county doesn't have the money to pay for it let let me give you just a couple examples you are going to have to replace the safety building the the safety building which is where you have the criminal courts etc that's in a complete and total state of of disarray and my guess is it's probably going to be a couple hundred million dollars that you're and you really have no choice the thing is falling down so you're going to have to replace that You've got the whole issue with what do you do with the museum. You've got the ongoing debate that we've talked about about the domes. You know, people are saying, oh, we want to save the domes. Well, okay, if you want to save the domes, you're probably talking best-case scenario, 30 $50 million that you have to come up with. And then, of course, you've got, you know, all the routine upkeep on the parks. You've got the zoo. And you've got all the other major infrastructure projects that are going on. Right now in Milwaukee County, there is a massive backlog of capital projects. And, you know, what they estimate that in the next, like, five years or so, the the cost to pay is going to be, well, probably north of $400 million. Now, keep in mind, this is a county which is completely and totally strapped because of the, the pension crisis. You know, I, I, you know counties don't go broke, broke but our, our, the ballot sheet in Milwaukee County is, is really, really bad. No question about it. So the question becomes, where is the money going to come from? And there's only a limited number of options. You could talk about the state of Wisconsin giving Milwaukee County more money. That, that, that's an idea, but I would say as far as an idea whose chances are being enacted, the, the, the chances are slim to none, and slim is probably on a bus heading out of town. That, that's just not going to happen. You also have, I guess, massive potential for you know massive sales tax increases around the county to try to pay for stuff. Or there is another alternative that's being kicked around, and that would be selling some assets for example you know we have there's lots of parkland that the county owns you could take some of that parkland which is 
arguably incredibly underused, and you could sell it off, and you could use it for revenue to do some of the other stuff that needs to be done. Now, Milwaukee County had a chance to do that several years ago. You will remember O'Donnell Park, the, the falling down you know, parking garage that's not too far from where I'm sitting right now, the thing where in the first day of Summerfest years ago, you had that giant piece of concrete that fell off and hit and killed that young man. All right, that, that parking garage, keep in mind, Northwestern Mutual wanted to buy that. They wanted to actually give the county money for that and in part of doing that they agreed that number one they would fix it up and number two they would continue to dedicate a portion of that for public parking and it looked like it was going to go through but at the last minute you had a bare majority of county supervisors that decided no we we can't sell off assets all right, our number is 414-799-1620 that is the accurate mortgage talk and text line as part of the effort to try to balance the budget and raise money, is it a bad idea to say, okay, we're going to look at I mean, some of the park system and we're going to consider selling it off? 414-799-1620, that is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. And I'm not saying you sell off all the parkland, but if you've got un- underutilized park space, and you're, the reality is you're not going to be doing anything with it in the near future or probably even the distant future. Rather than just having it, does it make sense to say what we can do is we can sell it, we can get revenue, and we can put that money into doing stuff that really is going to be the, for the benefit of people? 414-799-1620, that's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. All right, should we look at selling off excess county parkland in order to help pay for some of the things that need to be paid for? My answer would be yes. We're back to discuss in just a moment. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ, our number, 414-799-1620. Welcome back to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. This is Jeff Wagner. This is Lindsay Eli performing at the U.S. Cellular Connection stage 8 o'clock this evening. Or that's Lindsay L. actually performing at the U.S. Cellular Connection stage 8 o'clock evening at Summerfest. Let's start with Dan in Waukesha. Dan, you're on WTMJ. Hello. Hi there. I think it's the dumbest idea you've had in a long time. What's that parkland? Ah, oh, that's saying something. <laughs> yeah? Once it's pulled yeah, up, why. it's gone. Yeah, and we will always have point. a fiscal issue. It's, qual- it's a quality of life thing. We we need more. Well, let's talk. Now, but let's uh, okay. Let's talk about. Well, no. Let's, well, let, let's talk about quality of of life. Let's say. Let's say by let's say 100 acres, and you know 100 acres, you sell off 20 of those acres. You take that money and you substantially improve the stuff that is on the other 80 acres. Why is that necessarily a bad idea? Because once that space is reduced, it's reduced forever. It'll be developed, yeah. and the population yeah. is, is is ever growing. We need more green space, yeah. not less. Well, okay. Well, I guess, why? I mean, so your idea is once we have it, we can never we can never develop it, we can never do anything with it. That's the idea? Oh, he hung up. Okay, well, 
I, I'm sorry, Dan. That's about as dumb an idea as I've heard in a long time. I mean, look here. here here's here's the bottom line. I mean, think of this. Think of this in your your own life. You have you have real fiscal needs. All right. You know, you you've got let's let's say okay. You've got three cars, and you know. Um, one of the cars, it's, you know, you, you love having the car. It's kind of a collector's car. You've got some sentimental attachment to it, and it's worth some money. But you only drive it, like, once on a weekend or, you know, every once in a while. All right, so you've got that. Then you've got, you know, the cars that you use regularly, and one of them breaks down. And so now you're like, hey, and you don't have the money to fix the car or to buy a new one. So what do you do? Do you say, well, okay, um, I'm just going to go with the one car now because I, I've got this one that I really love and that I can only drive once a week, but I'm, I'm going to keep that, and now we're just going to get by with the one other car? Or do you say, well, okay, maybe it's just not practical anymore. I used to love having the three cars, but maybe I need to sell my collector's car to get the money so I can get two working cars. I mean, I guess, see, that's that's the dynamic that's going on. And I guess to simply say, well, no, you can never sell parkland, to me, doesn't make any sense at all. You know, you, you need to figure out ways to generate revenue. And if you have open space that is being unused, and I, and I agree that you have to be prudent about it, and you have to kind of pick and choose as to what you're going to do. And I'm not saying you sell the Brown Deer Park golf course. I'm not saying you sell the stuff here along the lakefront. But, you know, there's a lot of very, very underutilized public area around here. And if you can get a good deal for it, why wouldn't you? And, again, I, I continue to believe that the refusal of the county board to sell the parking structure, it's going to haunt them for years. They had a chance. NM Northwestern Mutual is coming there. They're, they're, they want to give them money. They could have taken that money, and they could have used it to, I don't know, I mean, do some of the other stuff that they have to have to use. So, Bottom line is, I just to simply say no, we can never sell anything anywhere. I, I think you know, and, and then be, then be prepared for massive tax increases. Bill in Oak Creek, Bill, you're on WTMJ. Yeah, hi. How you doing? Um, hi, Bill. What do you think? My opinion is, I'm not opposed to selling off land, but I'm also thinking we always fall into these um, financial problems that the county has or government has, why not create more of a collaboration between private and um, public and maybe, you know, do some renting and some leaseholder type um, operations where, you know, you think of like Lake Park Bistro, the way the Bartolotta organization takes it over, kind of rejuvenate that that space. I think NML mm-hmm. could have yeah, well- leased that parking structure versus buying it. Um, that would have that created a long-term revenue source, longer than just selling it, I believe. Well, I guess, I mean, you have to look at those things. I mean, thanks for the call, Bill. You're, you're always going to be limited to some extent as to, you know, what per- somebody's going to want to do. I mean, let, let's, if we're talking about parkland, for example, let, let's say you have somebody that wants to develop it. Well, they're, they're going to... They're going to want to own that land. I mean, that that's the bottom line. I don't think you're going to be able to make that work unless you're willing to sell it off. I'm all in favor of public-private partnerships. I mean, that's a struggle as well. I think one of the real success stories around here, for example, is uh, the Bartolotta's Lake Park 
Bistro, which is you know up up at the top where Lake Drive hits Lake Lincoln Memorial in, in Lake Park. There, I think that's a huge success, and that was a fight. Because, I mean, what you had was a dilapidated clubhouse that essentially was a hangout for people to shoot heroin. And you had the Bartolotta group that came in there, and they wanted to completely renovate that, and they wanted to employ people and turn it into a successful restaurant. And, and that that was a fight. Now, I think, again, you look at that, and you see that that's a success story. I'm not opposed to that. You look at the beer gardens that they've put in um, in the number of the county parks. I think that that's an absolutely great idea. There's the probably the most successful one is the one right by our studios in Estabrook Park. Estabrook Park was, um, candidly, it would not be one of the, in, no offense to people that were there, in my opinion, though, Estabrook Park, prior to that beer garden, would certainly not have been considered one of the crown jewels of the Milwaukee County Park System. Put that beer garden in there, and it, it's been a complete and total renovation. It's been amazing. You go over there and you see families that are there. You know, People are enjoying it. It's been a huge hit. So to the extent that you can do that, I'm, I'm in favor of it, 110%. I, I, just, I don't think that that's going to get you enough revenue to, to do what needs to be done. And, I mean, interestingly enough, what got start, me started on this is, you know, there's a new study out by the Wisconsin Policy Forum, which is talking about the massive backlogs of capital projects in Milwaukee County. It's getting worse. So understand, and I don't live in Milwaukee County anymore, so I don't have a horse in this race, but it's getting worse, not better, to the estimate that, I mean, they estimate the backlog is going to be over $400 million in the next five years, and I don't think that includes the safety building or some of the other massive expenses that they're going to have. So if you live in Milwaukee County, you've got to figure out where is this dough going to come from if we accept my basic premise that I don't think the state Wisconsin is going to be kicking tons of money back to the county to do these capital improvement projects. And the only two real alternatives are massive tax increases for local county residents or um, or the whole idea of, I mean, maybe selling excess land off. That's my point. It's 225. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Back for more, here's WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. We're back, Summerfest 2019, Wednesday, July 3rd. This is Lauren Elena performing at the U.S. Cellular Connection stage this evening. They've got a lot of great, she's the headliner at that stage, 10 o'clock tonight. There's really a lot of great entertainment. And and by the way, even though this is my last day of broadcasting from Summerfest, there's a lot of great shows that are coming up over the course of the next couple days. I think... um, Saturday is going to be a big day because the headliner is Billy. Is it Eilish? Is that how you pronounce it? Um, you know, she's going to be the headliner, 17 years old, and she's she is you know one of the real stars. And I will say this about Bob Babish, who is does all the bookings. I think Bob. One of his real talents is I think he's done a great job over the years of identifying up and coming performers, getting them booked before they explode you know seeing somebody that you know maybe you know when he sees them 
nine months or a year earlier, you know, they're performing in like a thousand, you know, a thousand seat venue or something. But he's able to identify, hey, this is going to be a breakout star. And then you get him booked. And that's what's happening with the one on Saturday. I mean, she she's just exploded over the course of, you know, the last several months. You know, but they had her booked for a while. So I think that's a real a real talent that's out there. There is a story in the Wall Street Journal that caught my attention, and it has to do with newspapers. Let me be real clear here. I think many local newspapers are, frankly, beyond saving. And I predict within the next 10 years, a large number of them will be gone. Here's the story. Um, there's For the last 18 months, Youngstown, Ohio, there's this newspaper that's been... In, in Youngstown, Ohio, it's been the local newspaper there for 150 years. They've been trying and trying. The owners, it's a family-run newspaper, and they own some other smaller newspapers. They've been trying to sell it, and they haven't found they haven't found a buyer. Um, they they've just they simply say, okay, we haven't been able to find a buyer, so we're just shuttering our doors. We're we're closing down. Now, over the last several years, there has been a consolidation in the newspaper industry. I mean, you saw what happened in Milwaukee. You had the Journal Sentinel. Journal Sentinel um, ended up being sold. It was taken over by a larger newspaper chain, Gannett. All right? That's been the pattern that's happened across the country. You've had a handful of larger newspaper chains that have come in. They have bought smaller, arguably struggling newspapers. And the idea has been, we're going to make some money. We're going to save these, typically by cutting costs. You know, they come in and they say, all right, here's the deal. We can improve efficiency. We, we purchased the local newspaper, and what we can do is we can let a lot of the we, we can let a lot of the reporters go because you know we have other reporters that are working at other newspapers and we can use a lot of that content. That, that's been the idea: cut costs in order to make money, and that strategy worked for a while, but it's not working anymore. And what some of these bigger newspapers, these chains, are finding is that they buy the smaller newspaper and they're not able they're not able to cut enough to turn it around and still make money. So you had this Youngstown newspaper. They tried to sell it to pretty much anybody and everybody for the last 18 months, couldn't find a buyer, and it ended up you know, going under. I think this is an underlying problem, and it has nothing to do with politics. It has nothing to do with quality of reporters. I think the simple fact is that just like... Well, we no longer go to Blockbuster Video and rent DVDs or VHS tapes. Remember those, because we get our our entertainment. Now it's all streaming. Just like there used to be record stores where people would actually go and they'd browse through the racks and they'd buy the latest album from their performer that they like, that doesn't happen anymore. How do people get their music? Well, they stream it on whatever service is out there. That That's it. They don't even buy the albums anymore. They just sign up for the streaming services. People don't own music anymore. What they end up doing is essentially you know, renting it and streaming it. That industry has changed dramatically. I think the same thing is true with newspapers. I just don't think that... I look, I, I love newspapers. I love sitting down and reading newspapers. I get the uh, Wall Street Journal delivered every day. I get the New York Times on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I like it, but I'm a dinosaur when it comes to that kind of stuff. Most people under the age of 
Well, probably 40 nowadays. I mean, my guess is unless they're sitting, you know, in the dentist's office or unless they're sitting waiting to get their oil changed in their car, you know, they don't they don't look at a newspaper. 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. It used to be the salvation of newspapers was that bigger newspaper chains could come in, they would gobble up the lower, smaller newspapers, and they would be able to keep them alive. Even that isn't working anymore. Ten years from now, will there still be local newspapers? 414-799-1620, that's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I seriously doubt it. Will there be a New York Times? Yeah. Will there be a Washington Post? Yes. You know, will there be some other forms of, of national ways of information and websites? Yes. But will there continue in most communities across this country to be hard copies of newspapers delivered to your home? I don't believe it. 414-799-1620. We discuss next. If you're on the line, please hold on. We're broadcasting live from Summerfest 2019. This is Jeff Wagner. Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. This is Lauren Elena broadcasting. Broadcasting. She'll be performing tonight at the U.S. Cellular Connection stage. I'm trying to figure out if it would be a good gig or not. As we're sitting here in the mobile broadcast facility, you get a chance to see all sorts of people as, as they, they, they walk by. And one of the people that just walked by was one of the guys that dresses up like the statues. Have, have you seen that? You know, with like the, and, and then what they do is they stand and they pretend to be a statue and they pose and you go up and you think, huh, is that a statue or is that a person? And I, I assume they make their living by people giving them money, you know, and taking pictures next to them and all. And we just had a guy who walked by who was, in fact... You know, at least I hope so, because given the way he dressed, I I hope he was planning to pose to be a statue, because otherwise he's got all sorts of other issues. But I'm pretty sure that that's what it was, you know, full makeup and all these types of things. And, you know, you saw the statue moving. And I'm sitting there, and I, I have been pondering about... That's either a really, really, really crummy way to make a living, or it might be a great way to make a living. I, I just, you know, you go to Las Vegas, you walk up and down the strip, and what you end up seeing is, you know, all the people in the superhero costumes or, you know, the the scantily clad ladies, you know, and the people end up posing with them. I, last time I was out there, I was suggesting to some of the other people that I was with that they should pose like that, and they were saying, well, Jeff, why don't you do it? And I said, well, no, I'm not going to do that. All right, 414-799-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We've only got a couple minutes before we have to turn it over to Wisconsin's Afternoon News. But the story I was talking about is how this newspaper in Youngstown, Ohio, that had essentially a monopoly in Youngstown, population of 65,000 people, it ended up going up, going belly up. And they could not find a buyer for it. So, you know, it just, they said, okay, we're going to close. I think this is part of what is a larger problem, and that is that people just aren't reading, aren't watching, reading newspapers anymore. 414-799-1620, that's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I mean, really, when when is the last time that you actually read a newspaper? And my guess is, you know, if, if you, somebody would say, oh, I, I read it, you know, every day, my guess is you're over a certain age. 414-799-1620, that's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. All right, where are we going with this, and what is going to be the future of newspapers? Because like I say, I, I think that there's, I think there's going to be some 
which, you know, the, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, yeah, they're going to survive by going, you know, to the digital subscribers. But I think that that's, I think that's the minority position. 414-799-1620. Let's start with uh, John in Brookfield. John, you're on WTMJ. Hi there. Hi, John. What do you think? I think that maybe we should, uh, we, we, that, that, that uh, print is pretty good and it's going to stick around for a long time because, uh, you know, people in the younger generation, they want to stand out, they want to be different, so now they're going to be maybe gravitating towards print and they don't want to be staring at the screen like everyone else. I think that print kind of stands out differently and um, registers a little different, so I think that that'll make do, it stick well, John, but seriously, do you, do you know... Do you know anybody under the age of 30 who regularly reads a, a newspaper? Because I, I tell you, I, I don't. Who regularly reads a newspaper? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for calling. I mean, I guess that's my, I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess there's always this retro thing about, hey, you know, I, I, I want to go back and I want to listen to record albums and all, and then they, they still sell some record albums, but I, I don't either. And and look, this comes from the perspective of somebody who, who loves newspapers, but I, I will tell you, I mean, as an information junkie, I get a lot of my information now. It's just, do I read the newspapers? Do I want the information? Yeah, but I, but I get it in the online sources. I just don't have enough time right now to sit down you know and go through five or six newspapers anymore 414-799-1620 jason in waukesha jason you're on wtmj hello hi hi um, jason i don't think uh local newspapers are going away but i don't think there's going to be a printed form of them in 10 years or maybe even five years i, I see the journal sentinel already pulling back on it um they print yeah. all of the news printed newspapers from green bay to wausau right now in the gannett chain right here in milwaukee right um, but right. I do think they serve a very, very useful purpose in covering local news. And I don't think, obviously, you're not going to get Milwaukee County news from the New York Times or the Washington Post. Okay. So I think if they go away, people are really going to miss it. No, and I don't, I don't argue with anything you're saying, but I guess he, see, here, here's the, the, the problem you have. I, I agree that there's still a desire for information. The problem is, and I hate to use the word monetize, but that's the word they all use. I mean, so far, the, 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 there's, the newspapers have not been able to replace the advertising and the classified revenue with simply subscriptions from the digital stuff. You know, and so no, I guess absolutely not. I, I'm wondering whether ninety-nine cents a month for them, right? Right, exactly. But I think the reason they're doing that is they're afraid that if they charged dollar ninety nine, people wouldn't subscribe. You know, and I guess that that's the battle. The question is financially, can you generate enough revenue just through you know the, the model they're using now on digital to to be able to pay for the people who are producing the news? And I think that's what the challenge is going to be moving forward. Yeah, I think if anybody was able to answer that, that industry would be saved. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for the call. Right, I, again, I and see, and, I, and like the New York Times, for example, there's always going to be that type of stuff. Like the, the New York Times, their, their digital subscriptions have gone up dramatically in the era of Trump. Now, once President Trump is gone, that, that might change a little bit, but... But they've gone up, but that is the exception to the rule. You know, and interestingly, the reason I'm bringing this up is, okay, here you have this local newspaper that, that couldn't find a buyer now. It used to be the big chains would gobble up the small papers because they thought there was still an opportunity to make money. Now, not so much so. Gary in Oak Creek. Gary, you're on WTMJ. Good afternoon. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Um, thanks for calling. points. 
Um, the uh, the one caller you talked about um, with the, the under 30 crowd, I think you're right, that, and he's right, that there is a movement away from print media. They're going to electronic sure. media. Um, and uh, me personally, I was a double major having a business and journalism degree in college, and I'm in the way over 50 crowd. But So I'm still at, at the newspapers. But uh, what's hurting, I think, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel is, since uh, the Gannett buyout, they've gutted everything from, you know, yep. front page news to to uh, sports page, and I think that's not helping them from a local perspective. But also, I think you're also seeing again uh, the loss of readership uh, for even the bigger newspapers like the you know the Minneapolis paper, the Chicago Tribune. So it's a general trend away from newsprint, and then secondarily because yep. of gutting like we see locally. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. no th- thanks for the call, Gary. You're, you're right. I mean, there's uh, many times there's just there's nothing to it. And, and if, if, if you accept the premise that you want the information, I mean, I'll tell you, I mean, there's a lot more. Let's take the local paper. There's a lot more online that never even makes it into the paper. I mean, candidly, if, if you're not checking it out, if you're not following the local newspaper digitally, you're, you're missing a lot because they've got a lot of stuff that ends up being, again, online only because the available amount of, of space that they have, it's it's not that much and it costs a lot to produce it. So what you're really doing is you're forcing people to go over and to use the digital services, but you're not charging anywhere near as much because truthfully, if you charge a lot of money for it, people wouldn't buy it. I mean, it's, it's a challenge. I, I'm not anti-newspaper. I don't want to see newspapers go away. I'm just saying that the more and more you look at the economics of the industry, the more and more I'm not sure it makes sense. All right, got to take a quick break. When we come back, the entire Wisconsin's afternoon news gang is in our mobile broadcast facility. We will find out collectively what they have on their minds, and we'll get John McCure's report. First time at the American Family Insurance Amphitheater last night. Stick around. This is Jeff Wagner.